James and Joe on a special edition of the TX Water Polo Podcast. Joe is driving in his car up I-35 from Georgetown. Is that right? I am. Yes. Um, Good day. Well, is it? I don't know what's going on today. It seems like a very slow news day, except for the fact that the UIL, which is the organizing body for all of Texas interscholastic sports at public schools, has approved water polo as its first new sport in 20 years. So... Obviously, those of us who have been interested in this issue for some time are gleeful about this, Um, and we're going to have a ton of stuff to talk about. This is not going to be the last podcast of the week, but really, first of all, now, Joe, uh, insider information, everybody knows that you've been involved in this process for decades, and uh, you probably have as good, if not better, insight into how this process took place than anyone else. So why don't you give us your initial thoughts about the entire day? Decades? Come on, I'm not that old, James. No, this is no, it's great. The sun's out. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's yeah, it's wonderful weather. And today it's Monday, October 21st. This is the day that the, that the UIL sanctioned a water polo as a pilot program starting in fall of 2021. Um, this is a lot of hard work from a lot of people, uh, from Mac McDonald, Scott Slay, and Chris Cohen from Tisca Water Polo. They put in years, years and years of work and man hours. Um, uh, yeah, and also a shout out to Tisca Water Polo and Melissa Howard and the Tisca board. Um, they've like there's been coaches throughout this process that have helped out a big uh, like a big thing to everybody. And lastly, just, you know, kind of to the UIL staff, Dr. Brideff, Dr. Elza, Dr. Harrison of Brandy Belk. They've been instrumental in, in, in encouraging us every step of the way and supporting us and helping us get over this hump. So. I am very excited. This is, I mean, we, yeah, we still have some time, but so we're still going to have and play Tisco um, uh, spring water polo in the spring of 2020. Right. Spring, and, and the spring of 2021. And then the first official UIL season uh, will actually be the fall of 2021. Well, that brings up just one of the many questions that are uh, remaining about all of this. The the overwhelming sentiment is that this is extremely good news. That's that's an opinion that I share myself. Um, But it is interesting to know what the details I've already actually gotten input from families in my area about why is it in the fall? And so um, maybe that's something that we could start in is do you have an idea about what what was advantageous about the fall, according to UIL, as opposed to the spring? I think the major aspect was there are already a ton of UIL sanctioned sports and activities in the springtime. Right. Um, and there's a lot less in the fall. Mm-hmm. So their thinking is like almost every weekend from the middle of February till the end of school, there's some sort of major UIL event. So they didn't want to add on. And, you know, so there's an event every weekend. So in the fall, there is team tennis, yes. There is football. There is um, a volleyball, but you know, and there's band too. But there's room for growth. There's room for opportunity, and that's why they—that's the strong reason why they decided to put it in the fall. Okay. Well, one of the sports that's also in the fall is swimming. I've heard concerns about that, but the idea is, from my understanding, is that the water polo season goes 
from this is according to the Dallas Morning News is the water polo season goes from August to October. And then I've heard from coaches off the record that say that this is something of a relief to them that they'll start their swim season in earnest in October or even November uh, and and not at the beginning of school like it is now. I mean, many people may not know outside the state of Texas that high school swimming is essentially the same length as the NCAA season. It starts for m- many teams on the day that school starts in August and it ends in February, basically. Well, you know, James, there's a lot of details that are still to be worked out, the start dates, end dates, exactly when the championships are, how regions, districts, that's all going to be worked out. That's, 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 there's going to be some challenges along the way, of course, but you know, you're going to find solutions. You're going to overcome the challenges and it's going to be, what's going to be best for the student athlete at right. the schools. And this is going to be, this is what I think everybody believes is going to be is going to work out great for the student athlete, the sport, and I'm really excited about it. And as we've discussed off the air sometimes, Joe, I mean this uh, this sport actually was once a fall sport, so this is not anything particularly new. No, no, it's going to be great. Actually, up until the 2008-2009 year school year, it like Tisca Water Polo, the Tisca Water Polo Championship was in the fall. And, I mean, I grew up playing fall high school water polo. Started back in the 70s as fall high school water polo. It moved to the spring to attract more teams to eliminate that conflict with high school swimming. Um, and, and as a club sport, you know, there's only certain things that you can do. But, I mean, and it grew from 30, 40 teams back in 2008, 2009. So over 150 schools playing now. And without that move to the spring and a lot more in a – big old uh, influx of teams playing, we wouldn't be having this conversation about uh, about the UIL kind of like, you know, adding a water polo as its next team sport. So, right. Excited. So very, very much so. I mean, we have uh, the 2021 is going to be a busy year, essentially two championship matches. Um, but I think the state is prepared for that. And the shift is something that's worthwhile. So um, well done to everybody who's been part of this process for for a long time. I'm a latecomer to this issue, having come to the state uh, in the early part of this decade. But uh, people have been working on this for a very long time, and it's a big deal. I, I, I put it there's a story on TX water polo that's very straightforward. But my own opinion is that this is monumental and this may very well change everything about water polo in the state of Texas. And I am not one to overstate stuff. I'm quite cautious about these things and i think this is a gigantic difference yeah and we'll and we'll talk about that more tomorrow let's talk about that tomorrow enjoy your drive enjoy your bucky's stopover and uh drive safely all right sounds good all right that was a conversation i had a short one with joe on the road from home from uh from georgetown he's headed back up to the dallas area on really a monumental day for the sport in the state of texas and i would argue even outside the state Uh, throughout the entire country there's going to be ramifications all over and joe and i will talk about that a little bit more later this week in addition to having just a a ton of interviews and there's just much more to be said about this so this entire week is likely going to be made up of nothing but uil talk and we'll catch up with other stuff later even though the calendar is still quite busy so until later this week so long from austin (laughs) 